usually I start a podcast with a story, right? To pique your interest, to anticipate what is about to unfold in the podcast. But today, I just want to let you know how excited I am to bring you today's show. I get to talk with one of our mastermind members and one of my friends, Jessica Gamble. And she really is literally living out what it means to be a ruckus maker. And she's just such an exceptional leader. If you're paying attention, you'll hear so many great things that will help you level up in this moment and help you be an even more effective leader. We really only talk about a handful of topics, but go super duper deep in them. One of them has to do with family engagement, which I think you'd agree, right, is really important uh, to your school. But she does some really interesting things with her like real family, right? Meaning her parents and how she incorporates them into the experience. And that might not be possible for you. You might not want that, but just hearing how she involves, you can unpack that and figure out what it means in your context as well. It's really just about leveraging relationship, right? With caring adults for your students in the building. And then the other main topic that I just want to highlight has to do with having really difficult conversations at scale, right? With the staff. And she handles this masterfully. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I've heard of a process or a way of inviting what are the difficult topics we need to talk about as a school, but she does it and she's great at it. And so I I, I think, uh, I know, not I think, I know you'll learn a lot. And again, I am so excited to bring you today's episode. Hey, it's Danny. I'm a principal development and retention expert. I founded Better Leaders, Better Schools back in 2015, and I started this show for you. You're a ruckus maker, which means you invest in your continuous growth, you challenge the status quo, and you design the future of school now. And we'll be in the main conversation of today's show after a few messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to develop your skills to identify challenges, incorporate and support innovation, and plan and drive school improvement in leading school strategy and innovation. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. With TeachFX, teachers are creating classrooms that are alive with conversation. Their app gives teachers insights into high-level practices like how much student talk happened, which questions got students talking. It's eye-opening for teachers and scales the impact of coaches and principals and ruckus makers. Start your free pilot today at teachfx.com blbs. If executive functioning skills are integral to student success, then why aren't they taught explicitly and consistently? In classrooms. I have no idea. I have no idea why that doesn't happen. But what I do know is that our friends over at Organized Binder have created a new course that will teach your teachers how to set up students for success via executive functioning skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. Well, hey, Ruckus Maker. Today, uh, we're going to talk uh, with Jessica Gamble, who's principal of Riverside Elementary. And she's a friend. She's a, a member of the mastermind, just an incredible leader. Uh, and so I'm super excited to talk to her, hear a little bit about her story, 
And today, specifically, like just talk about the mastermind, right? Why you joined and uh, challenges you might have been facing at the time and how you've grown. So, uh, Jessica, welcome. Yeah. So, talk to me about like life and leadership prior to joining the mastermind. So, I joined the mastermind during the beginning, the, the fall of, I think, my second year as a principal here at Riverside. I had already been listening to the podcast before, probably for a couple of years before and, you know, listened to the ads and was very curious. But I think the beginning of my second year as an administrator, I realized I needed something more. The monthly principal meetings that I was attending were helpful for my managerial tasks and getting some of those manager type things done every month. But I was missing like how to grow myself as a leader and how to lead my school in a better way. And so I took a risk, like I applied, not thinking that I would get in. I actually didn't know how strenuous the process would be. So I I applied just to see what would happen. And you and I met and we had a call. I remember that day specifically because I think my mom was here and where my kids were going somewhere. And I just so desperately wanted and still continue to want to be an amazing school principal that people that people remember forever. And I needed something to kind of help push me in that area. Yeah, talk to me a little bit more about that because you said you were getting support around the managerial side of uh, school leadership. And so maybe you could give one example of, of a managerial type task because I, I just don't want to make any assumptions. But clearly what I'm hearing is you have this sense of legacy, right? And wanting to really have made an impact that people remember. And so after the managerial task, why is this legacy piece so important to you? So obviously the managerial part is a part of this job. Like we can't get away from making schedules or approving people's time or finding substitutes or running routines and procedures in a school to make it run more effectively. Those are all managerial tasks that none of us could step away from. It's just part of, you know, it's just part of being a school leader. But to me, I don't have any memories of any of my school principals my entire life. Like I don't, I couldn't remember a single one by name. It, that's really? a problem. No, yeah. I, I wow. cannot remember. Uh, and I was at the same place for like my entire schooling. I can't remember any administrator. And that's really a problem. But how could you not remember somebody that you see every single day. But then I started thinking like, I don't remember ever seeing my principal every single day when I was in elementary school, middle school, or high school. But in the role that I'm in here in my district, I see every single kid in my building every single day from arrival to dismissal. And so I just really wanted to build a school where kids come every single day and they feel loved and cared for and seen and heard. And that was important to me. And being the face of that is, you know, I, I can't build it if I'm not the person out in front doing the work. And so I just needed more than how to do a schedule or how to approve people's time. How do you motivate people? How do you break down barriers of diversity, equity, inclusion? How do you have hard conversations that are really uncomfortable? How do you have a vision that you kind of cast out there and you work really hard to achieve that? And and those are the things I was not getting from those monthly meetings was that I, I just wasn't. And so I 
just, you know, I was obsessed with the podcast, to be honest with you. I loved <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. And so when you start saying like, how do I level you up? How do I level your leadership? Like, I don't know. Yeah. How do you level my leadership? Can you, you know, can you level me up? And and that's kind of why I, I jumped out there and applied. We're so happy you did. And I think, you know, later on, we'll talk about some of the things you've been able to to achieve. And so I, I heard the managerial stuff. I heard the legacy stuff, things that you were getting, right? Like, the vision piece, how do you motivate people? Uh, so of all of that, if you could remember, and maybe you can't, totally fine if you can't. But when you joined the mastermind, do you think there was like a number one goal you wanted to achieve? And if so, what, what was it? I don't think I had a goal of something that I, I wanted to achieve. I just think I wanted to know who I was as a leader more. You know, when you like sit down and you reflect about yourself, and you think like, what kind of like kid was I? What kind of teenager? What kind of college student I was? I always found myself in leadership roles, even if I that was not like the goal. Yeah. Like I worked at Dairy Queen. And next thing I knew, I was like managing the Dairy Queen. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. I worked for the Washington Mystics and the Wizards. And I just wanted to run around the stadium. Next thing I knew, they made me the captain of the fan patrol. Like how clearly I have a skill set. And clearly I've always had a skill set that people gravitate towards me or think that I could garner a following or you know, something like that. And so I don't think it was like me looking for a goal. I just wanted to be better. Like I just wanted to be a better school leader and I'm still in the mastermind because I still want to be a better school leader. I'm still right. not there yet. Yeah. It's a continuum, right? You've accomplished a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, so obviously the district PD was, it was giving you something, but you wanted something more, right? And stuff that you do need, the man, managerial stuff has to happen. Uh, besides the mastermind, in, in addition to the, the district level support, was did you try anything else? I was such a fresh principal, like, you know, my first year, yeah, yeah. my first year just trying to stay above water, you know, sure. with all the competing things that are coming at you and you're trying to learn your people and learn your building and the culture and all those things. No, I, I, I mean, I listen to different podcasts. I, I follow a variety of leadership blogs, like on social media. I had a, I have a mentor here in the district because I was a part of an aspiring principal program here in Cleveland. And I spent an entire year doing a residency at a school. So I, I had a, a principal that I could rely on, something that I trusted that I spent a whole year with. So those questions I could always ask, but no, I, I just kept hearing about the mastermind through the podcast. And I was like, I, I really need something more gotcha. than what I'm getting. Yeah. So you applied and here we are and we're on, we're on a call. Did you have any sort of like fears or reservations about joining? No, I think I was nervous the first meeting we had. Okay, so yes, nervous because like the person <laughs> who like does the podcast was you. And then yeah. like in the flesh and I'm on a Zoom call with you and other principals that I didn't know. And that that was a little bit nerve wracking because I like a super fan, right? Like, oh, I'm kind of like a super <laughs> fan of Danny. And now as a, a real person to me on the screen, but not really like it was a very easy entry. The I'm in the same group with many of the same people I've been in for the last four years. People that I consider like family that we joke in every week, you know, we laugh about things like we like legit know each other, although I've never met any of them in person. 
right? or been able to like, you know, see them in that regard. But no, I, I don't ever remember being nervous or having any fears. I think excited to what, mm. what could happen and what I could grow to be and learn from others was probably more than fear. Yeah. So what, what was it like when you first, you hopped in, right? And you first started participating in the mastermind. Can you remember what it was like back then? Remember to follow some advice to be a better listener and not always talk because I am chatty and like open myself up to a whole group of people who didn't really know me. I remember the hot seats of people mm. and thinking, mm-hmm. holy moly, you guys are going through some really interesting things. And how how yeah. do can I even begin to give you advice on how you should should or could handle those situations? reflecting on the books we were reading and having in-depth conversations. I really always enjoy and continue to enjoy when we get to go into small breakout rooms with one another and just like chat and talk about what a big win is or kind of where where we're feeling. I, it always felt like home. It never felt like a place I wasn't supposed to be. I'm just letting, I'm just marinating in that comment right now because it's so meaningful. So thank you. Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. Leadership is joyful work, empowering others to do their best work. Principals do that with teachers and teachers do that with students and empowering others to educate themselves or to be educated is just one of the most important things we can do in this world. Building, we're building people. We're building the next generation of leaders and educators. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. You know what student engagement sounds like? Students ask questions, they build on each other's ideas, the classroom's alive with conversation. Creating that kind of classroom is much easier said than done. TeachFX helps teachers make it happen. Their AI provides teachers with insights into high leverage teaching practices like how much student talk happened, which questions got students talking. TeachFX is like giving each teacher their own on-demand instructional coach to help them boost student engagement in learning as well as their own. It's eye-opening for teachers and scales the impact of every coach and principal. Ruckus makers can start a free pilot with your teachers today. Go to teachfx.com BLBS to launch a free pilot for your school. Again, start that free pilot by visiting teachfx.com slash B-L-B-S today. If your students are struggling to stay focused and your teachers are showing signs of burnout, you need to act now. The good news is that there's a path forward. It is possible to lay the foundation for learning and to re-energize your teachers, and that's found in executive functioning skills. When students get practice with these skills, they can better self-regulate and they are more successful academically. 
Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course that will teach you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set your students up for success. The goal of this course is to help your students be more successful and get teachers back to the work they are called to do. Learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. Help your students be more successful and get your teachers back to the work they're called to at organizedbinder.com slash go. So now, you know, you were in it, you're experiencing it as a place you, you, you've been meant to be and that kind of thing. What, what have been some of the most helpful lessons or takeaways and how did you apply them? Mm, that's such a great question. So I think that every week through the hot seat, you learn something to help build your leadership tool belt. So recently, somebody in our group had like a school flood. And oh, yes, it was really sad. And he, he had been gone for like two or three sessions because obviously that that's a lot going on, like to deal with the flood. And it, it was a lot happening. And so but when when he returned back to the group, he had a question about how do you help like a facilities manager and. Listening to other people's problems, even if I don't have a solution or an idea, I learn so much from other people's perspectives, viewpoints and opinions that it allows me to like take little tools back and be like, I, I could do something like that. Or thinking, oh my gosh, if we ever have a school flood, make sure I prioritize these items first. So everybody has such different things that they bring to the hot seat. But I also think that's because we all come from very different school backgrounds. Like we have somebody from Australia that's not a principal anymore, is like a, like a network leader that leads a network of principals, somebody who works on a reservation. Recently, we added somebody to our group that works at a school for kids who like train for the Olympics and are, you know, like uh, uh, Hollywood like actors. Blew my mind. <laughs> Listen, listening to our struggles, yeah. I was like, wow, this is so interesting. Like, it's never a dull moment. It's never anything that I can't walk away from. Some of the opening activities over four years I've used with my staff or I've used them, my assistant principal and I sitting down to talk. And hey, what do you think about this? Every week, there's something that I walk away with mm -hmm. that helps me build my leadership toolkit to continue to get better. More in that hour happens every week than happens at a monthly eight-hour meeting or two meetings a month, leadership meetings I have a month in my district. More skills, strategies, people understanding exactly where you're coming from and never making you feel bad that you're going through a hard time. Sometimes in your own district, principals try to level you up mm. by saying, I don't have those problems or that would never happen here. And it makes you feel like, I guess I'm the only one. But when I go to mastermind, I'm not the only one. Everybody else has similar struggles and everybody else feels my struggles and I feel everyone else's and I never, I don't feel alone. I don't feel like anyone's competing to be better than me. Right. Where sometimes that's the kind of feel when you're, I'm in a big district. And so sometimes it's inevitable to feel that people are trying to be better than you. Yeah. I've thought about that a lot and I don't, we do have an advantage over districts. So obviously we don't all work together. So maybe that helps keep people's egos in check. Maybe it's the signal that we put out into the world. So we attract more leaders like you who are doing great things, but it doesn't have to be all about them. So 
you know, obviously we invest in uh, creating safe spaces for folks too. But that's interesting. I'm I'm glad you highlighted that. And it, it's also certainly interesting that we have such a diversity in terms of breadth of experience in uh, the context of leading. Like you said, you know, private, public, uh, international schools on reservations, the Hollywood school, uh, we can call it. But I think, you know, and there's not a connection in terms of level of school or type of school, but the connection is the desire to grow, right? The desire to be a ruckus maker. So yeah, I think about that quite a bit too. The last thing I'll say, I just, cause I want to highlight this to, you know, for the ruckus maker listening, but you know, I hope you never do have a flood, right? But now you feel a little bit more prepared. And it's, it's by, yeah, engaging in that process on a weekly basis that you become more of a proactive versus a reactive leader. I hope no school ever floods, but the, the chances are some will, right? And will you be ready? And so this is a great way to prepare for stuff you didn't even consider, you know, in the future. So cool. Thanks for answering that on uh, helpful takeaways and lessons. Here's a fun, what surprised, like, did anything surprise you, you know, like, oh, I didn't know it'd be like this or, Whatever. It's okay if you don't have anything. So like, I, I guess maybe the surprising thing is how connected you can feel to somebody through a screen every week. Yeah. Right. So typically we consider like relationship building, like time spent or like proximity to somebody or time invested where although we are investing time every single week in one another in an hour, I am genuinely invested in the, in the, the leaders in my group and I know them. And sometimes we like type jokes back and forth. And sometimes we, I know what someone's going to say before they say it. And we'll like, yeah, put yeah. That like, I totally knew you were going to say that because that's, you know, that's so who you are as a person. But I, I think that's probably the most surprising is that I do feel so connected to this group of individuals through a Zoom call once a week for an hour. And I'm not sure I ever thought it would be like that. I think like, what you don't know about the mastermind is what surprises you the most, right? So you go in thinking, I'm just going to level up my leadership. But what you get out of it is so much more than that. It's it's friendship, it's camaraderie, it's togetherness, it's communication, it's tools, it's strategies, it's laughter, it's hard conversations. We've had quite a bit about recently in the last couple of months about like race and equity and privilege. It's being vulnerable. And, you know, saying things like, I, I can't wake up and change what I look like or who I am. And other people saying, I have to own my own privilege, right? Those are the things I don't think I ever foresaw when I applied. And I'm appreciative of those things. Like I look forward to Tuesday at 7.30 and don't like when I miss. My kids look forward to it because they love being in the background every single week doing <laughs> yeah. something so that they can be seen. But I look forward to that connection. And I think truly that's probably the biggest surprise that I've had is the connection to strangers. Mm, awesome. So we started with like how, how life and leadership was before the mastermind. How would you say it's different now? Oh, good question. So I, I think I'm more brave leader. I think I am very comfortable saying things that people don't like. Uh, where before I was... Maybe not maybe looking to be liked, but I think that's an easy pitfall to fall into as a new leader. Like you're trying to get people to trust you. And I've learned that trust doesn't always mean that they like you. I think I'm bolder than I was before I started the mastermind. 
I'm afraid to speak my mind. And I know what I want. I know exactly what I want for my students. And I know exactly what I want for my staff. And I work really hard to make sure we get there. And, you know, sometimes we take a couple steps backwards all the time and a couple steps forward. But I also know like I I go to network meetings and I go to principal meetings and I'm very comfortable with who I am as a school leader. And it might not be the same type of leader as the principal sitting at the table with me, but I speak my mind and I'm very transparent. And I think the mastermind has helped me do that. Feel comfortable in who I was as a leader because I, I don't lead like some of my peers. I love my people. And I, and I, and I really hold tight to that value of family and, and love. And not everybody leads that way. And I'm now comfortable in who and what that means to me. Yeah, that's powerful. And I think, you know, for the people you lead too, it's attractive and inspiring as well. So it's really cool. So you've obviously had some success in, in the mastermind. What are you excited about next? In the mastermind or just like in general? Yeah, just for, for you in, in leadership, you know, I hope we get the opportunity to continue to serve you. But yeah, just leadership wise, what are you excited about? I, um, the reason I love leadership is because it's never the same every single day. That's why I love teaching. Right. <laughs> and that's why yeah. I love teaching too. There's never a dull moment. And, you know, I think my theme for the year is like, you couldn't make this up. But if you try, you probably <laughs> can't make up some of the things that happen throughout the course of a day and a week. I am now about to be ending in the next couple of months, the end of my fifth year here in this building. And I know that kind of sometimes once you make it to year five, who you are and and what you've tried to establish is starting to set in. And I am excited about the future. My, My oldest child will be in fifth grade next year and he's been with me since kindergarten. I'm excited to continue to build a school that is meaningful to him. And my daughter is also here. I'm excited for new challenges. Like, I I love solving problems. And so I am excited about doing that. I'm excited about what the future for my building looks like because I have three amazing teachers retiring. And we are going to be ushering in a new era of educators to replace three phenomenal people. And what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And what does that sound like? And I will always be excited about what we could be doing and how we can keep pushing the envelope. Yeah. Nice. How would you describe your mastermind experience either in one word or one phrase? Dynamic. And basically those were all my questions. Jessica, do you have anything else that you want to share before we hit stop? (laughs) I think I would just say uh, it's okay to bet on yourself. I think the mastermind is you betting on yourself. And for those of you that are contemplating it and wondering, should I do it? The answer should be yes, is to to bet on you and you won't be disappointed. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. 
You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.